Welcome back everyone, we're super excited for you all to hear this podcast but before we get into it we just want to tell you guys about the Sailor Me podcast. Sailor Me is hosted by Amelia Rose Zimlick. In her podcast she talks about life lessons she's learned, does a Q&As and other audience centred episodes. She talks about her interests and gives advice, all with the emphasis on keeping the conversation authentic and encouraging. Sailor Me is a single host format with an occasional guest. A personal diary of sorts, Sailor Me is perfect for anyone who needs a unique perspective and a little positivity in their life. We absolutely love this podcast and think you guys will enjoy it too. So make sure you go to the link in our description and check it out. Okay, now on to the podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to our podcast, The Little Women. We're three best friends who wanted to create a platform to communicate with an audience similar to our age, teenagers. We discuss relevant topics from significant movements to simple teenage issues that feel like the end of the world. Be on the lookout for our special guest episodes to learn about all the different kinds of people who have taken their time to not only educate us, but also you guys, giving an endearing insight into their lives. In today's episode, we are joined by Erin Smith. Now, Erin and I went to primary school together, but now she is a freelance model currently living in Australia. Today, she's gonna be talking to us about what it's like to be a model, Uh, the modelling industry and her experience from moving from the UK to Australia. So, Summer, do you want to start off with some questions? So, have you always wanted to be a model or was it something you were just asked to do or just thought, yeah, I'm going to go for it? Um, I wouldn't say always, but for a long time I have aspired to be one, but I just put it off for so long. Um, But it was something that I was interested from quite young um, and only decided to start recently I guess but it was all my decision in starting and I did it on myself so yeah okay so our next question was from one of our followers sorry if you get your name wrong from Tia underscore Potcher and they asked do you think when do you think is the right age to get into modeling um so there's no like specific age that's gonna really make much I would recommend anywhere between 16 and 18 for starting um purely because you'll get the most work uh, as a lot of brands are looking for someone like you and yeah. you're still in school the rates that you have to be paid and stuff are lower so you're most likely going to get booked at a younger age and also you have to grow that way so if you start at say 16 by the time you're 18 you have so much more experience um, heading into like the bigger modest modeling industry than start at like 20 and then have to work your way up from there when there's girls yeah. who have been doing it since younger and who are so much more experienced. So yeah, if you're looking into modelling, I recommend 16, 17. So how did you get into the modelling industry and do you have any advice for any aspiring models out there? Um, so I got into the modelling industry um, only at the beginning of this year. I just I went to a modelling like advertise. Um, a friend sent it to me and I went to a casting day at like, a modeling studio and got um like signed up from there and I decided to do um a course which really helped my like modeling career because I learned so much more about the industry and I got to become like form relationships with photographers and stylists and really just even like other models that we came like close with so it really like helped me branch out and I reckon that's the best way to get in there to get your foot in the door is by like learning everyone in the industry and just getting your name out there so by doing courses like throwing yourself out there and making yourself like known what was the modeling course like um it was fun it was about six weeks 
um I did pay for it but yeah would do it over and over again it was amazing it we did shoots every week um sometimes two shoots so we were learning more about like like actually just being thrown in front of a camera and learning what to do um but also we would like sit down with a group of models and a group of like makeup artists and photographers and learn from each other what like what a photographer's looking for in a model and what other models mm. want to looking for when they're looking for someone to collaborate with and the type of people that makeup artists like working with so you're learning kind of which road to go down and how to approach every single creative person in the modeling industry and yeah. it helps so much and you just um we just like got so many connections through Perth like and made so many new connections and work-wise so it was really good yeah so good because it's all about networking in a way yeah yeah definitely Okay, the next question is, do you have any modelling horror stories? Because I watch this YouTuber, and she goes through all the modelling horror stories she's had. Like, she got hypothermia from laying in a milk bath. So, yeah, do you have any modelling horror stories, even if it's something minor? Like, I don't know, you twisted your ankle or anything? Um, I don't think... I don't have, like... I haven't been in the industry long enough to have like, any crazy ones, and I've been pretty yeah. Um there's been a few like close ones where I've luck I've dodged a bullet by I've almost worked with photographers that I wasn't really aware of what they were like and then um, mm-hmm. last minute someone's like don't work with that person like they're really weird and then I <laughs> dodge them <laughs> or, and I'm like oh sorry I can't like I'm sick and then I was like dodge the <laughs> but um, <laughs> I've been quite fortunate but I do like a lot of the girls I work with have had some like really unfortunate um experiences with modeling and it is one thing that comes with the with it is that you've got to be really cautious of the people you're working with yeah Um, especially at like your our age as well definitely and that's the like my biggest piece of advice is like before I work with anybody um I contact at least three people in the modeling industry with this person's information asking like their opinion or if they know about them because Mm -hmm. it's just so risky like the amount of people who would just just go for it and shoot with anyone and they think yeah like an opportunity and then it ends up like just being terrible and they get these horrible horror stories because of it so I think so far I've been really cautious to not get any but so how does it work then like how do you go from getting casted to actually getting a gig and a shoot how does like the process work just getting there um so what I find works the best and what a lot of people I like other models I know do this is we there's like um Facebook group chats and everything's done on social media these days every mm. all that's how most work is found so there's a lot of big um Facebook groups and Instagram pages and stuff where like people who are scouting models will go onto there and find people's profiles through it so it's a lot of self-advertising so posting yeah. like photos in these like my, my portfolios and modeling photos in these groups and just saying like hey this, uh, this is me I'm a model um these are like my <laughs> proportions so if anyone's <laughs> looking for someone to work with like and then I get messages from there so photographers wanting to collaborate or brands or so it's mainly like you have to like throw yourself in their face to get work yeah. like you have to just, yeah, there's hundreds and hundreds of models in person alone who are doing the same thing so you have to make yourself stand out and you have to really they have to keep seeing your face you have to be so like you have to push yourself in their face for them to want to work with you because you'll just get lost in a crowd otherwise yeah you have to be really persistent yeah 
Mm. So like following all the right people and networking is such a big part of it. So if you don't mind me asking, what's the biggest brand that you've ever worked with? Well, I've just worked for a couple like in Halo. We've done, we've used a couple like swimwear brands and stuff, but it hasn't really been um, anything personal. It's been like with a group. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But I'd say like Halo modeling probably is the biggest I've worked with just because they're so well known in Perth for um, their models and being able to like, I've been featured on all their pages and like do work for them has been probably like the, like helped me the most in my career so far. Okay, so linking to what you just said about getting a portfolio and networking, um, say if we have a listener who wants to get into modeling, but say they can't go to a casting because they either don't live near one or, you know, because of COVID, uh, what would your advice be to them? Um, you really don't need to go to a course or it helps, but it's not like you don't need to. But I would recommend you have to get some sort of portfolio together yourself. So some yeah. group of photos, just because you have to be able to show what you can do um so mm-hmm. by hiring or if you know a photographer anyone that's willing to help you take photos you can hire one or if you know one in the family like get together a group of photos different types um to show that you can do different things so if like yeah active wear or swimwear or a beauty shoot or fashion editorial like get a group of photos together and you can simply just post them on your instagram um send them to photographers like join me join model group chats on facebook like if you type in on facebook like modeling in your in your area they'll come up with so many things like get into as many opportunities as you can and then just promote yourself until you start getting work at first you'll start having to do um what's called tfp which is time for print which means you don't have to pay for a shoot and you don't get paid to do a shoot um it just means yes. you're taking photos and both you and the photographer get to keep your photos for your socials. And right, yeah. by doing that, you're creating a name for yourself in the industry. So that photographer can refer you to another photographer and you'll just slowly start to build your way up. That makes sense? Yeah. What would you say is your favourite type of shoot that you've done so far? Oh, um, favourite type? <laughs> I like doing like outdoor shoots like beach shoots and stuff they're always fun Mm -hmm. because you're getting a little bit more it's not just a white studio with lights it's like actually outside yeah it's more to work with (laughs) yeah there's a lot more it's just a lot more interesting um but I also like doing fitness shoots because we often have to use like props (laughs) it's like again it's more to work with so they're a bit easier it's not just like your face (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Think of like <laughs> different ways to smile. Like it's just get like a lot of prompts with them. So, would you say that the stereotypes, such as strict diets, exercising loads, are they true within the modeling industry? Well, obviously, it is the modeling industry, and it can be brutal in a lot of areas. But yeah, depending where you, it's where you draw the line, really. Um, mm. Like I'm so far haven't had any problems with it. I haven't been faced with anything that to do with like you need to be this or a certain weight or look a certain way. And and the modeling industry has changed a lot in the coming years. Like in the it's been like a lot more body positive 
like it hasn't been as strict as it used to be and it has that's helped right. so much so like I know a lot of girls who um who are older and who were never able to model in the past and now because they were like plus size or and now they are modeling more than most other girls because it's so right they have so much more opportunity these days but there are still um your brands that will come casting for you only this size or only so like a lot of paid work can be like that um yeah so when a brand comes and says like they're looking for only size six to eight models um to get paid for the shoot then it can put a lot of pressure on the model to get into that size because they want to do that shoot if that makes sense yeah it's a lot of no one's saying you personally have to do it but as a model they want to so they'll do it and it's still that that's where the confusion comes in yeah so we got a question from one of our followers i'm going to try and pronounce this it's at jordan lee g-e-r-i-c-k-e and they say how do you maintain your physique I used to diet. I used to try to at least and work out and keep a structure and it was so draining. It was horrible. I hated it so much. I could never stick to it. And then if I didn't stick to it, it was just, I just felt bad about it and it was horrible. So I've learned to, over like the last two years, I've become really good at um, intuitive eating and you can do so much research on that, but but it's such a natural way of keeping healthy because you can eat basically anything. But it's just learning when you're hungry and when to eat and how much to eat, if that makes sense. So it's just learning what your body needs. And I think it's so much more healthier and so much more refreshing than sticking to such a strict diet or such a, like, you can't go out with friends and enjoy yourself because you have to eat this many carbs. or And it just doesn't make sense. And I used to do that and it ruined me. So I just, Mm. I found it like that just everything in moderation and just like still enjoying myself, but then working hard in the gym or like eating when I'm hungry and not like because I'm bored yeah (laughs) I feel like I feel like strict dieting as well it can sometimes like lead to eating disorders because like the guilt you feel and then when you like haven't eaten something for ages then you start to like binge it and everything 100% that's what it is you start to purge you don't you think you're doing amazing and you stick to your diet and all of a sudden you break it and then you feel like the worst person in the world because you had like a bag of chip crisps or like and it's just it becomes so mentally draining and I just think it can be so dangerous Mm. would you say that you have a proudest modeling moment or a moment where you thought oh my god I can't believe I'm doing this I finished my course we got back all of our photos from the start of the course to the end of it and I was looking through all of them and looking at like how awkward and shy I was at the beginning of the photos. I was like, you let me post this. Like, and then I was looking at my more recent how I had grown because I'd been learning so much and just doing it so often. And I was so, I like was proud of myself and how far I'd come, but yeah, those photos were, I was like embarrassed, but yeah. yeah. And then we like, this is the difference that only like six weeks can make when like a year or where would I be in like two years from now oh I don't know this isn't one of our questions I've just come up with this but is there a model that you look up to so maybe someone like Kendall Jenner or someone like that up to obviously like the more high fashion models like Tyra Banks Kendall Jenner Gigi Hadid but there's also people like um Ashley Graham I don't know if she's yeah, a yeah. activist and supermodel yeah. and yeah. I think she does so much more for the yeah. world in general <laughs> 
any one of the other ones do. So, yeah. She's a supermodel, but as well, she's she's a body activist and she puts up much more of a better message than most of the other models. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I like all of them, but in that for different things. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. wouldn't, like, idolise Kendall Jenner or Gigi Hadid because they're amazing models, but the way of living isn't always that healthy. Yeah. Um, modeling, yeah. so, Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So this is another fan question at Vic- underscore Victoria Do underscore, and they asked, "Do you prefer the UK or Australia?" Oh. Well, I <laughs> I do prefer Australia because, like, I wanted to move here and I did, and I'm I hate the cold. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a beach bum. I love being here, or I live on a beach, but I do still miss the UK so much. Like, I miss. It gave me so much when I lived there and I lived there for 13 years and it was like amazing and I definitely didn't hate it but I just love the beach. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, yeah I'd agree. <laughs> it's not the, not the best place to be if you like the warm. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, how, how long have you lived in Australia now then? Um, Just over two and a half years now. So in the March of this year was two years. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Right. Yeah, so I moved here March 2018. So I haven't been that long. But um, yeah. it feels, feels like I've been here for ages. Are there any other places that you'd like to travel to for modelling? For modelling, I'd like to go to New York and Paris just because of Fashion Week. Um, yeah. Such a big opportunity for models. And yeah, they just skyrocket your career. So, and also, even if you're just going to watch it, it just it's so inspiring for a model. So, yeah. New York or Paris Fashion Week, something I'd like to go to. Yeah. Is there anywhere you'd like to go, just not not based on modelling? Like Hawaii. <laughs> drink out of a coconut. <laughs> the dream. With Corona and everything, what's it been like in Australia? Like, because obviously in the UK it's been pretty bad, but I heard that Australia wasn't too bad. Yeah, I'm in Perth, so it's a bit different to other states, and we're so lucky over here. We were in lock, not lockdown, but we were told just to isolate for like two weeks um, and yeah. everything was kind of closed, gyms, clubs, etc. But everything's open again now um, and pretty much back to normal. The bands have been lifted. Everything's kind of open and running again. So it's weird because over here, Corona's not really existent anymore in Perth because our borders mm. are still closed and everything. So it's like our little safety bubble. And then you see on the news, like the rest <laughs> of the world, and we're like, oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's still here. <laughs> well, considering you're a model, I know you mentioned earlier about how there's not necessarily any pressure if you're a size six or eight model, but that it's more about the model's decision to lose weight for the role. But do you still feel some sort of societal pressures, like despite having the status of being a model? Like, do you still overanalyze things like your Instagram pictures? Oh, of course. Um, Matt, you post, every, you're constantly being looked at. Um, you have eyes on you all the time and anything you probably could be the difference between booking a job or not so you're constantly analyzing whether your posts are good enough or photos from a shoot are good enough and it can be really draining and really dangerous you have to learn like to and though it becomes like your job is social media to still distance yourself from it yeah so I'm so draining um, because yeah you're there's a certain expectation I think the content you post and if you do a shoot and like I'll do a shoot and post all the behind the scenes and everyone's like can't wait to see the photo 
photos back and you might hate them and everyone wants to see them and so there's this expectation always to have like amazing photos and amazing outcome but sometimes that's just not the case yeah Um, so there is pressure still but it's just all about learning like your own limits and your own like like just posting when you're comfortable and what you're comfortable with and getting the dates whatever's going to make you happy I guess yeah, and I guess it's hard because your Instagram's mm-hmm. kind of like your portfolio as well. So yeah, people exactly. click on your page, you've got to have like all your best pictures there so people can kind of see and like scout you out. Yeah, that's exactly it. I know we touched on earlier what you prefer, whether it's like the UK or Australia, but what would you say the difference is between the schools? I, I was completely shocked when I moved here. Um, just so school in the uk obviously they do like a levels gcses and also goes up to year 11 i mean year 13 here we only go up to year 12 mm-hmm. um and there's atar which is kind of like a levels but it's not very it's not as hard <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> school itself is just so much easier over here i was completely shocked I just come, when I moved here, I just come from my GCSEs and I was in a complete, like, panic. And then I got here and it was, like, a vacation at school. Like, I loved it. (laughs) And our uniform was, like, shorts and a t-shirt. I was like, what world is this? (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird. It sounds so much more relaxed in Australia. I just want to go now. (laughs) (laughs) I reckon it definitely is. I was so shocked when I got here. We have another question from one of our followers. So Exmayor Sinclair, I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing that correctly, um, asked where you see yourself in five years. Do you still see yourself modelling? Um, yeah, in five years, I'd hope to still be modelling. Um, but hopefully in a larger level, like doing more catalogue work or more fashion editorial like some magazines or websites and getting paid work I guess yeah I guess like more mainstream as well yeah something that could cost maybe as a career rather than just at the moment it's more like a side job like a hobby yeah mm. I think I get that but yeah I'd like to make it like my main income my main goal so earlier we spoke about these stereotypes of the modeling industry and we were just wondering because of the competitiveness of the whole industry and like how hard it is to get jobs for certain people is it harder to make friends definitely it's so you don't know who you're making friends with in the industry because everyone's it's always a competition so even if you do form a genuine friendship with someone in the industry um you're still like always competing because you're you also want work as well as you want them to get work but sometimes there's only one spot so it is hard um and some girls can turn really mean um yeah through it because everyone's fighting for their spot and there's a lot of pressure so you can't put too much like you like you got to understand that everyone's under so much pressure in the industry to like get to the top so but I have through like my course and stuff there was a lot of girls that are in the same boat as me who are still trying to learn and come up and we're also just as like nervous and new so I made some genuine good friendships um, through it. And you can. It's not, like, impossible. Not every girl is going to be, like, bitchy and mean. But you just have to be careful, I guess, because some girls are just trying to get to the top. <laughs> yeah. So I can literally remember um, when I was in high school seeing, like, on your social media that you just randomly moved to Australia. 
So what was that like, uh, moving to a new country, leaving all of your friends behind? What was the experience like for you? I genuinely didn't think it would be as like big or as hard as it was. When I knew I was moving, I was like, right. yeah, it's going to be a breeze, like, see you all, like, I'll be back maybe. I was like ready to just go. And when I got here, the first like couple months was more like a holiday. I just it didn't really click that I'd moved country. So I was just like, ooh, like Australia. And then life kind of kicked in and I started had to start school and get a job and like it became very real and it was such like a reality kick. And it was hard for the first maybe year I struggled because like especially I joined school in like year eleven, so to make friends again right everyone has their groups and you've got like the social life here is so different so you have to find where you fit in and it was big it was a big thing and it took a long time to find that because also I did sports and stuff in the UK and I didn't want to just join new sports clubs over here so there was a lot I had to think about and I didn't really think about any of it before I moved which wasn't very smart but I think I just kind of went with it and just like as time went on and things got easier but yeah it was a lot harder than I expected. When we mentioned about your future you said that you wanted to go more mainstream so are there any brands that you think you'd like to work with in the future? Um nothing really like particular I'm not sure how they all work there's more like to them than we realize so but I'd love to work for like activewear brands and skincare and stuff like that yeah. More than, like I've been contacted already by some brands but things I don't really believe in so I haven't really gone through mm-hmm. it it's like um, weight loss supplements and stuff and I just don't really feel comfortable promoting those things Yeah. so those types of things I'll try and avoid but things like um, active wear and clothing and anything like that I've, excites me like to work with in the future that's really good though that you're turning brands down as well because it just shows like how real you are. Yeah, like I just don't want to promote something that I would never <laughs> use. Especially when people, as soon as they come out of Love Island, all of a sudden they're all posting about the same like weight loss supplements. <laughs> yeah. like, that's what we see in the UK anyway. I thought about it and I was like, yeah, I could be getting paid for it, but I just, I wouldn't want to use it myself. So I wouldn't be able to, yeah. it doesn't feel fair to make someone to try and like sell it to someone else when I wouldn't use it on my own body. Have you ever consider being an influencer? Oh, 100%. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's something I'd love to do, but just on my terms. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's so tricky to navigate as well because you never know when someone's being real and authentic on social media oh, in terms of like yeah. their ads. Definitely. A lot of um, – that's one thing I learned in my course was how to kind of spot the – people who are just trying to make money off you or like trying to scam you and um because a lot of brands will do that they just want to use your following and you don't really benefit in any way from it um mm. so you've got to like look out for it but yeah i'll just hopefully in the future i can like work with more brands and stuff that i want to work yeah and i feel like long term as well if you start off your career being honest and open about which brands you support then it will benefit you later on definitely like, also yeah. like um the brands i don't want to work with just won't will eventually stop contacting me because i know i'll just turn them down yeah you, you kind of need to know how to say yeah. no as well in that oh, industry such a thing yeah i'm so i i'm so, i struggle <laughs> so much i feel so mean but a lot of the times with photographers when you have to say no to them because they just don't produce the work you want to type of thing you're shooting, yeah. like it's too 
um, exposing or this is not something you're comfortable shooting and you have to say no and it makes them makes you feel like you think they're a bad photographer but it's just you don't really feel comfortable with the work so yeah learn where yeah. the line is and just not be a pushover because you'll end up being that's when those horror stories come in because you're so uncomfortable with your work so I know we're asking a lot of questions about the difference between the UK and Australia, but would you say there is a main difference? Are they quite similar? Are there many differences in terms of the culture, the people? What's that like? There isn't that much of a difference. Like, it's not like this crazy culture shock other than the language. That's not the language, the accent. <laughs> that was, I was like, what is this? People, I find at first when I moved here, seem a lot more sort of standoffish um and okay. very like not just very not very welcoming and I think it's because Australia is a very ter- territorial country um so someone right. new just comes in and everyone's kind of like oh who are you <laughs> it was at, that was just at first and it took it just takes a little bit of like um getting to know everyone but I feel like when I was in the UK um, people are a lot more welcoming from first impression. Like, <laughs> That's like, interesting. Which I didn't think would be the case. And it's not, no one was like, they weren't mean. They just seemed a lot more like standoffish to like me. Like if when I came into school, I went like jumping to say right. hello. It was more like I had to go and make friends myself, if that makes sense. Yeah, you had to put yourself out there more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas I feel like in the UK, if I just joined a new school, it would be coming up to me like, introducing themselves and all that yeah so that's the only difference I think yeah. I noticed I feel like I I've always thought like, there's like a stereotype that people who live in Australia are more chill but I guess that's not they I are. don't know if that's entirely true I don't know they are, I feel when you get to know them like I feel like it flips okay like, over yeah. here they're standoffish at first and once you get to know them they are the most chill out people ever um Mm. they'll like invite you over their house after like knowing them two minutes like <laughs> but then <laughs> And in the UK, like, they're really nice at first and then all of a sudden it's, like, it can be, like, drama. So it's just, there's so much, it's so, so, like, different. But it also depends on, like, your age. And I was in high school when I moved here, so obviously it's going to be different to if I was, like, an actor moving here. I know you said that in the future you wanted your main job to be modelling, but do you have a part-time job now just to help you earn money or is it just modelling that you do? Yeah, so I'm... I'm basically a nanny, but it's not like under that because I'm a full time babysitter um, for one family, but I don't stay at the house. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, I look after children, um, do shift work with that because the family I work for, they work shift work. So, mm. I work a lot of night shifts and day shifts, but like only four or five a week. And then when I'm not doing that, modeling. So, at the moment, yeah, I'm just doing that to earn money. But I don't want to do that forever. Mm. It's just sort of for now. Yeah, yeah. I always see your um your TikToks where you do like the um come with yeah. me on my shift as a nanny. Yeah, <laughs> it's so like nice. Yeah, to I got so many messages about that. And people are like, how did you get into it? And I'm like, the only reason I did is because it was through family friends. Um, and yeah. it was a good job opportunity. But yeah, that went very viral on TikTok. I don't understand why. <laughs> I know yeah you've got quite a following on TikTok to yeah, I do. how did you get that I honestly don't think I could tell you I don't know like, I just one day like my followers started going up I was like why do people like this I don't know 
Like, it's not even that funny. <laughs> um, yeah, but over, like, the past couple months, I have got quite a few TikTok followers. It's, like, my biggest flex at the moment. Yeah, like, TikTok has grown so much as a platform now. Like, the um, one of our most recent guests we interviewed, she has a huge following yeah. on TikTok, and she's managed to, you know, ma- make that, like, a kind of career for her. So. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like, Definitely. like I have my Instagram link to it and stuff. So... I don't know, I guess I'm just crossing platforms so I can eventually, if more Instagram followers I get, the more my career, modeling career does, so yeah, yeah. I don't know, I guess it's just finding yeah. following on any social platform. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, you've got to have yeah. a, like, foot in every door possible. Yeah, I'm just trying to, like, <laughs> literally trying to, like, scream my name out there. Right, so for our final question, would you give any advice to your younger self? I think it would just be stop overthinking what everyone else thinks because I wanted to start modeling when I was 16 and I wanted to start like TikTok when it first came out and I wanted to like grow on social media but I was so scared of what everyone was going to think of me in school um that I just didn't I put it off until I finished school and that's only when I started doing everything when I turned 18 and I'm still even though it's still working now I would have been doing so much better if I had started at a younger age so yeah mm. Cared as much about what other people thought and just did it for myself because I could it could have done so much better than I thought it would have. So yeah, do you feel like you've overcome that though? Yeah, I think I have. Um, I think it's such a scary thought, and then once you go out and just do it afraid, like it's not as daunting as it seems. So like, the more I put myself out there, and the more I open up to like I don't know social media. And, like, I get good response from it. It's like, oh, this isn't as scary as I thought it was. So, like, you grow from that. And I wish mm-hmm. I'd started younger and I wish I didn't care as much what everyone in my class would have thought or because I probably wouldn't have been as big of a deal as I thought it was. And like we said earlier, like, it's kind of a short-term thing. Um, like, once you get started and you start growing, then it just seems like a little issue that you never should have yeah. thought about. But at the time, it seems like the biggest thing, Yeah, at the time, it feels like it can swallow you alive, like... It just, it feels like no way I'm ever posting a TikTok. Like, everyone will bully me. Like, it just seems like the biggest thing. And then once you do it, it's like, oh. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I panic for what? Thank you very much, Erin, for coming on the podcast today. We've loved talking to you. No worries. I've loved being on here. (laughs) So, um, do you want to take a minute to uh, promote your social media? Where can people find you everywhere? Go ahead and plug yourself. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so my Instagram is just it's Erin27, and that's where all my modeling content is. And I'd say my main platform. Um, and then I also have my TikTok, which is Erin <laughs> underscore 270. And that's just, I couldn't even tell you what type of content is on there, but it's a roller coaster. So. <laughs> 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 I will leave all of Erin's social medias linked in the description, along with our Instagram, which is at the Little Women Podcast, where we post updates, announcements, and if you want to ask a question for one of our future guests, that's where it all happens. So make sure you give us a follow. Also, subscribe and follow this podcast so that you never miss an episode and give us a five-star rating whilst you're there. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.